0: Next on Making Sense of the Madness, the sham January 6 hearings have kicked off and a lot of red pills are being distributed to those with the eyes to see. Now, Praying Medic is with us. He's going to discuss devolution, spiritual healing, the future of MAGA, all kinds of things. We're going to question the mainstream narrative and expose media propaganda right now.
1: I did not agree with the idea of saying the election was stolen and putting out this stuff which I told the president was bullshit and uh, you know I didn't want to be a part of it and that's one of the reasons that went into me deciding to leave when I did I observed uh, I think it was on December 1st that you know how can we you can't live in a world where where the incumbent administration stays in power based on its view unsupported by specific evidence that the election, that there was fraud in the election.
0: Well that was the video the Democrats chose to lead with in the sham January 6 hearing. And As you can see, the root of this topic is apparently not the specifics of trespassing on the Capitol, but on the validity of the election. Well, Liz Cheney even read Trump's tweet out loud, except for the whole go in peace part at the end. Let's watch. Donald Trump
2: tweeted. But he did not condemn the attack. Instead, he justified it. These are the things and events that happen, he said, when a sacred landslide election victory is so unceremoniously and viciously stripped away from great patriots who've been badly and unfairly treated for so long. As you will see in the hearings to come, President Trump believed his supporters at the Capitol, and I quote,
3: We're doing what they should be doing.
0: That's right. She forgot the whole go in peace part. I think that's a pretty important part when you're trying to accuse someone of inciting violence. Well, there are some politicians brave enough to fight the Democrat narrative January 6th. Marjorie Taylor Greene shared plenty of facts. and, And here's one of them.
1: The National Guard was requested to be here and it was continuously turned down. And the biggest shocker to me is that there's three people, three people that turned it down. It was Chuck Schumer in the Senate, Nancy Pelosi in the House, and Mayor Muriel Bowser.
0: Well, very interesting. It's almost as if those Democrats wanted the Capitol to be invaded. Now, why would they want that? Well, Devin Nunez was also distributing January 6th red pills in a recent interview. Let's take a look.
4: I think this is the de- Democrats' version of water world is what it looks like to me. I, mean, I don't know how they're going to get people to tune in next week uh, because, you know, look, nothing new came out at the end of the day nothing new came out and the fact that they're not actually getting to the bottom of what are what are real problems with January 6 right which are why wasn't the fence up Pelosi's call where were the national guard Pelosi once again that was her call we now know that president trump authorized authorized those national guardsmen and then of course you know, the big issue here is that's very similar to the Russia hoax and and all the stuff that Durham's looking at. We have these people that were clearly instigating this riot who are walking free, who aren't even targets of the FBI investigation. And, you know, and that's when I'm talking to my former colleagues, I mean, that's what they're saying. So, you know, if Republicans do win in November, uh, look, I think there's going to have to be a real investigation in January 6, and you know my prediction here is is that you know all of this all this stuff they've done to that's caused just a rot in Washington D.C. and a rotting of the of the Congress. Um, you know hell's going to be a payback here because you know Pelosi likely not going to be speaker, may not be in Congress. Um, look, I think it's going to be probable that you know she's going to get subpoenaed in the future.
0: Wow, that's Devin Nunes foreshadowing a real future investigation led by Republicans. And This seems like a topic and conversation that's really ruled by selective editing, but if the totality of the footage was shown, I'm pretty sure it would be pretty obvious what's going on. Here's Greg Kelly reporting on the cops who let in the so-called trespassers.
3: We should try to find out who is this
2: person. The hearings are tonight, right? Will they talk about this? Who is that little cop waving people in? And these guys, uh, just standing in the hallway, welcome to the Capitol, not stopping anybody. Why? Why didn't they? <gasps> if we could get these questions answered, it wouldn't be a sham hearing tonight. And what about the officers who refused to do anything when they were specifically asked, even begged to help?
1: Why are you letting this happen? Why haven't you called for backup? Where is your backup? This is our damn Capitol building, and you all are. Get destroyed on your watch,
3: and they just stood there. Maybe they had orders somehow, some way to let them inside so that this process could not continue.
1: The constitutional, the totally legal objection to the electoral count.
3: I, Paul Gosar from Arizona. For what sport. purpose does the gentleman from Arizona rise? I rise up for myself and 60 of my colleagues to object to the uh, counting of the electoral ballots from Arizona. Uh, is the objection in writing and signed by a senator? Yes, it is. It is.
0: It would be interesting if we actually have a record of any stand down orders, maybe that's something that those future Republican investigations will be able to find. Well, I would be remiss if I didn't report on the historic inflation numbers that were released for May. Just another indicator that we're accelerating on that path of economic chaos. Here are the numbers reported on Fox.
4: The report of what kid, 8.6 year over year, 8.6% year over year. That was the big number. That is hotter than expected. And that is actually uh, back, Core is what point? Core what? 6.0. OK, so both of these are coming in harder than expected. I wanted those to be in my ear immediately because those are the two big numbers that we're looking at year over year. Headline inflation, consumer prices, 8.6 percent. Last month, it was 8.3 percent. We're now back to that 40 year uh, level uh, of, of inflation.
0: Wow, every single month it seems like the inflation numbers are getting worse and there's no sign of it stopping. Very scary when you consider the Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Square, which is now known as Block. They have, you know, millions of bits of data about different uh, credit card processors globally. And he believes that hyperinflation is inevitable. That's very, very scary when you have these types of numbers coming out every single month. Well, that is it for the breaking news. Next, Praying Medic will tell us what he thinks about these January 6th hearings. Will they boomerang back on the Democrats? We'll get his insight as soon as we get back.
1: Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, and political instability. They all have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. They can also cause gold and silver to go up. There's a time to be in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and there's a time to get out. This is the time to hold gold and silver. Kirk Elliott, double PhD, has been protecting individual Americans'
4: assets for more than two decades. Hi, I'm Kirk Elliott. There's no such thing as a bad investment. There's only bad timing for investments. And now is the time to own gold and silver.
1: Now is the time to hold physical metals in an IRA, a 401k, and of course, outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets. Please call 720-605-3900, 720-605-3900 for gold, silver, and undeniable economic protection against out-of-control government.
0: This is Devolution Friday. We're here with Praying Medic, Dave Hayes, who is a paramedic, author, and podcaster. He's written more than a dozen books on the Christian faith and provides commentary on politics and current events. Dave, thanks for joining us. Definitely want to get into Devolution with you. But first, get your feedback on the January 6th hearing.
2: Hey, Sean. Uh, glad to be on the show here. Uh, yeah, the January 6th hearing is uh, it's something else. Um, I, I have my own thoughts about their endgame. And uh, like everything that the Democrats do, I think it's going to backfire. Uh, I think we've got some, a a boomerang is coming. Um, As Devin Nunes and a few other people pointed out, um, it's pretty obvious to anyone who's paying attention that the entire January 6th uh, insurrection narrative was exactly that. It was a narrative and it was an event that they created, they manufactured to prevent people like Paul Gosar uh, and other patriots from being able to challenge the electoral college uh, count on January 6th, they needed a way to short circuit that to make sure it didn't happen because they needed their stolen election to, to be approved. Uh, so they stole the election on November 3rd. They knew that a a lot of uh, representatives and senators would be challenging the electoral uh, count. So they figured out, well, if we have a little false flag here, throw in some federal agents, some Black Lives Matter and some Antifa people, and we already know that President Trump is gonna be holding a rally, we can make it look like an insurrection. And then we can use that as a pretense to stop the electoral count or just, just to ram it through and not let people object. And I think that was the entire purpose. Uh, They wanted to stop anyone from objecting to the votes being counted or being sent back to the states. Uh, They needed a way to just ram this through. It was a good way for them to smear President Trump and patriots as insurrectionists. Um, It it served a lot of purposes, but it's all going to be exposed. Uh, They're trying to keep the public uh, eye on this narrative that there was an insurrection to avoid having anyone look at the evidence that's coming out in films like 2000 mules and all the other evidence that's coming out from Greg Phillips and Catherine right. Engelbrecht. So, but that information is getting out. <laughs> and the longer this thing goes on, the more people are becoming convinced that the election was stolen, uh, that uh, the machines can't be trusted, that there is a lot of um, illegality going on. And I think it's going to come to a head at some point. Uh, I, think, uh, I think devolution is real. Uh, I believe at some point, uh, the military is going to step in and take control of things. I don't know when, but that is, that is my, my belief, that they're going to let this go to a point. I think we're going to see, um, I expect we're going to see civil unrest in the near future, when the, when the Supreme Court um, overturns Roe v.ersus Wade, which is coming up at some point, we don't know when they're going to release that decision. But we already know that they're going to overturn Roe v. Wade. And when they do, I think they're going to use that, again, as a pretext to start rioting and protesting, violent protesting. Uh, I'm concerned that we're going to see another uh, summer of mostly peaceful protests uh, with a lot of violence um, I think they have that planned. And like I said, the longer this goes on, I think we we push this entire thing closer and closer to a point where people are going to get hurt. Um, a lot of people are going to get hurt. And and that concerns me. Because right now, I guess my perspective is, we're sort of in a cold war against the deep state. Uh, the The deep state has been waging an undeclared war against patriots. They've been doing everything they can to remove patriotic people from the military. They're doing everything they can to smear us as, um, as fringe conspiracy theorists, crazy people, uh, that they're using the media to, uh, to label us as you know, mentally unstable people, whether it's your association with Q or following President Trump, They want to portray us as mentally unstable people. They're weaponizing the DOJ, the IRS, and other government agencies against us. Um, In in Michigan, one of the Republican candidates for governor was arrested uh, a couple days ago uh, just because they were at the Capitol on January 6th. They, They didn't commit any crimes, they didn't do anything violent, but now that they're running, uh, for and they're actually running very well against uh, the the incumbent Democrat governor now the FBI suddenly decides hey we're gonna arrest this guy and that's the kind of thing that they're doing the deep state is waging a war against us it's it's an undeclared war it's a silent war but uh, you can if you look at how they're how they're treating our people you can see that there's this there's this um, they're treating us almost like uh we're enemy combatants why have they detained all of these people in prison in relation to January 6 it's been a year and a half uh since the election and these people a lot of them have been detained without due process uh they still haven't been ha- hadn't had their trial and they've been detained longer than most of them would even be sentenced. Uh, One person just had his charges dropped. He's been in in jail for a year and a half, and the federal judge dropped the charges against him, found him not guilty. Uh, They're treating these people as prisoners of war. When Ashley Babbitt was killed, she became a casualty of this undeclared war, the deep state against us. Uh, The other woman who was killed Uh, during the during the protest. Another beat to death by the police, Capitol Police. Did the mainstream media cover that at all? No, they talked about the lies about how one of their uh, people was supposedly killed uh, by hitting being hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. Coroner's uh, report said that he died of natural causes. Right? So the mainstream media is just spinning all these fake stories, trying to portray us as violent people and actually uh, the violence is being perpetrated against us. And, and like I said, I, I perceive this as an undeclared war. And I think if they keep pushing this, if they keep trying to villainize patriotic people, uh, I'm afraid, I'm concerned it's going to turn into a hot war, a, a violent revolution. And I think if, if it gets to that point, I think that's a point where the military would step in and, and and end it because I don't think the military is going to allow this to become, uh, turn into widespread civil unrest and revolution.
0: That makes sense to me. And I agree that there's a purge going on, not just within the military, with the vaccine requirements and so forth, but we've heard recently the FBI is being purged of conservatives, certainly all the good cops realize what they're up against and a lot of them are quitting. So you've just got a lot of this purging going on, and not to mention that the disinformation uh, governance board was in the Department of Homeland Security. So they were all gearing up for people like you and me who say things they don't like to label them as domestic terrorists or put them on a watch list or surveil them or whatever. Uh, But going back to January 6th, you mentioned BLM, you mentioned Antifa, you mentioned federal plants. And I I believe there are also some Azov, Nazi, Ukrainian people (laughs) who have identified there. And uh, and one of the goals, I believe, not just to smear Trump and his supporters, but to actually on a legal basis try to prevent him from running again, right? To to impeach someone and say, hey, you can't be president again. But that has not worked out. In fact, you know, President Trump is still very popular. He, you know, I, I was wondering if you could comment on that, just how powerful the MAGA movement still is and how it's really taken away the power from the rhinos in the Republican Party and where, where we're going, what is the direction and the power shift like?
2: Yeah, isn't that interesting? Uh, I think that Mitt Romney and Liz and the rhinos they, they see the power of, uh, of Trump's message and his control of the G and that terrifies them. Uh, they know that the the majority of conservatives and a lot of libertarians and even some Democrats now are coming over and they're joining the Trump train. Uh, there's you know Carrie Lake here in Arizona running for governor. She's getting a lot of people switching uh, from Democrat party over to Republican to support her because they 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 they, they see her messaging and and they see her authenticity. And they see how she really does want to put Arizona and America first, just like President Trump. Uh, The establishment, whether it's Republican or Democrat establishment, they see that. And I think you're right. I think they want to smear President Trump or label him or charge him with something to prevent him from running for president. And uh, they see the long-term, they're looking, you know, long-term objectives. And I think they're concerned uh, that he's going to, successfully take over the Republican Party and look at all the people that he's endorsing uh, who are running in primaries right now. He's got almost a perfect record. Only a few people that he's endorsed have not uh, been in primaries. Come November, the election, uh, there's going to be a massive red wave. They know it's coming. Uh, A lot of Democrats are going to get swept out of power. A lot of MAGA people are going to get put in places of power. And I think they're doing everything they can to prevent that from happening. Uh, so right. that's my take anyway.
0: That makes sense to me. and Thank you for your insight on that. Well, you've been making some videos about an account on True Social called AtQ. I wanna get your insight on that. We're gonna take a quick break. So as soon as we get back, we'll dig into that.
1: Did you know that annuities are a great way to protect a portion of your retirement portfolio from downside risk? And unlike CDs and money market accounts, they accumulate tax-deferred and can participate in the upside of market indexes. And they are probate-free and can provide an income that you can't outlive? With all the different companies, features, indexes, and benefits which annuities offer, it can be confusing choosing which annuity is best for your unique situation. Let a company you can trust help you select an annuity that's right for you. Call the Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. That's the Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. Add an annuity to your retirement portfolio and start enjoying the many benefits that smart investors love. The Cleveland Insurance Group, 844-USA-2024.
0: We're talking to praying medic, Dave Hayes. He's been doing a little bit of reporting on an account on Truth Social called At @q. Dave, maybe you can give people just a little bit of background on the original Q and the Truth Social Q and and what you've been up to the last few months.
2: Yeah, well, it's an interesting uh, appearance, um, I, quite unexpectedly. I had been following the original um, Q account, the posts on. They started on 4chan, and then Q moved to 8chan, and then when they shut down 8chan, uh, uh, Jim and uh, Ron Watkins created a new website called 8kun, and Q then posted on 8 coon for about a year, and then went silent uh, after the election in 2020. And then, lo and behold, about a year and a half later, uh, this uh, account showed up on President Trump's new social media platform, True Social, a lot of uh, interesting things about that account when it when it first showed up and started posting. One of the first things is um, President Trump's account was created on True Social on February 10th. Devin Nunes, who's the CEO of True Social, his account was created on February 10th. The atQ account, their account, was created on February 9th it was one of the very first accounts created by the developers before anyone had access to it. Um, This account, they set up an account for Q, and it's just at Q. Um, When the developers are setting up their own accounts, if you go back and look at the oldest accounts, they all start on around February 9th. And this Q is one of the very first accounts. So uh, for example, I was one of the uh, beta testers. I didn't get an account until February 20th. So it's curious to to, just point out that um, the developers of True Social who are, and and most of the developers, they're all talking about Q, this at Q account. They seem to think that it's worth following. Um, I've looked at some of the early posts uh, that are interesting. Uh, Let's see, February 10th, I think, or 12th, actually, February 12th, The ATQ account posted a meme of Vladimir Putin. It's a picture of him staring at a computer screen. And the caption says, due to COVID-19, World War III will be held online. And that post came two weeks before uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. And then a couple of days later, I think around February 14th or 15th, that same account posted a meme uh, about, uh, Chernobyl, uh, the Olympics, 2026 Olympics being in Chernobyl. And and there was a guy with six arms and that meme was posted by this AdQ account two weeks before Russia, uh, took over the Chernobyl nuclear plant. Those are the very first two first posts by that account. So. I was just kind of observing this going, well, what the heck is this? This account sort of predicted what was going to be happening with Russia and Ukraine weeks before it happened. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to follow this account and see what happens. And then Kash Patel starts tagging this at Q account in his posts, posts a picture of of himself saying, hey, I'm I'm with uh, Q having a beer. This is in South Florida. Uh, late in February, I think February 24th, during um, CPAC. And that got people kind of excited. And and Q responded back to cash. And they've been going back and forth. Uh, Devin Nunes has been tagging Q in some posts. Right. So uh, is this is this the same Q? Is it the real Q? I don't know. We don't have confirmation. It sure would be nice if um, Q would go back on the board on 8kun <laughs> and post something to confirm to everybody whether this is or is not the same person. Um, but I- I'm following this account and doing uh, just you know the, the usual reports on their posts, because I think this may be the same queue. And, and if it is, I don't want to have to go back and dig through eight months' worth of posts and then try to figure out what they were all about. I'm trying to be proactive. So I'm following all the posts and I'm doing videos, uh, video updates, I'm doing about one video update a week, just aggregating all the posts and giving some commentary on them.
0: It's very interesting. I think you laid out a good case uh, due to the the date that the account was started, that at least uh, the Truth Social insiders are a part of this. The fact that he's having in-person meetings with Kash Patel, who is a Trump admin person on the board of Truth Social. So this... Q account's an insider of some sort, uh, but hasn't the account already said, you know, I'm not the Q you're looking for? Uh, does that mean anything to you? And also, are you getting any yeah. value besides besides the predictive uh, posts you mentioned? Are you getting any value from the the posts he's regularly making?
2: Yeah, the the posts uh, that this at Q account are very different in nature from the original posts on four chan, eight kun, and eight chan very different. Uh, the information is different. A lot of it is just um, banter with, you know, other people on the platform. Um, there isn't the same tone and feel as there was, you know, the last three years with the other posts. Um, I'm not quite sure what the operational objectives are for this particular account. Uh, I've, I've asked them, I've posted and, and, and tagged them in, in messages asking you know hey uh, if you're the same queue, what are we doing here what's the, what's the game plan what are the objectives uh, what are the rules of engagement you know <laughs> what are we trying to accomplish here And I haven't gotten any response. Um, I have some some theories and about the uh, I'm not the queue that you're you're looking for yeah, so that that was a response uh, to someone who basically uh, tagged Q in a comment and said, Why aren't you, in quotes, uh, posting like you, like you used to, or like you, like you're supposed to, right? On, on uh, the 8 board. And Kira responded by saying, uh, because I'm not the Q you want me to be. All right, I'm not the Q you want me to be. Right. So this person was saying, look, I have an expectation of Q. Q is supposed to post uh, on Aikun under a trip code. So we all know that this is your message. It's all verified. We know who you are. Why, if you're the Q, why are you posting here on true social? You're not using a trip code. We don't know who you are. Um, and, And Q responded basically saying, look, you have an expectation. You want me to post this way and I'm not doing that. Uh, I'm not going to be the so Q it you was want me not to be. A,
0: a, an explicit denial uh, that he is he or she or it is the original Q poster. You, no, to to you it the, wasn't. The, the the verdict's not in yet.
2: Yeah, to me it was not an explicit denial. Uh, to me, Q has been uh, posting other things which a lot of people are just ignoring. Like this, this is kind of uh, there. There's a meme out there about Q. You can tell. Uh, someone has not read the posts, when they say this about Q, they say, well, you know, Q is a CIA psyop. That is a definite tell that the person has never read any of the posts. Because Because whenever someone on social media, (laughs) yeah, whenever someone on social media, feels like they have to have an informed opinion about Q, but they can't be bothered with reading 5000 posts. They mimic what other people have said, who haven't read the posts and the, the meme that they're all sort of spreading is C is a QIA, Q is a CIA PSYOP. All right, the, the new meme for the new Q is, well, Q said, I'm not the Q that you want me to be. So that's all they know. They haven't looked at any of the posts. They haven't read them. They haven't researched them. They haven't really taken the time to investigate what this at Q account is. All they know is at some point Q said something like, I'm not the Q that you think I am or want me to be. That's a very lazy response. Uh, it, it's a response from people who haven't read any of the posts, <laughs>
0: they haven't done people the research. Who just want to close the, they just so, want to close the book on the subject prematurely. They, they, want to cl- but they you were talking want to have- about possible, um, possible objectives of this Q account operation on True Social. And I, I just wanted to observe that It seems like Cash and Devin and all these high-level people are actually baiting the mainstream media to go on an anti-Q rampage, uh, so to speak. But that hasn't happened yet, has it? It's really interesting that the mainstream media
2: has not written one article about the new Q account on True Social. They wrote more than 3,000 articles about the original Q and not one article about the Q on true social. That to me is very interesting, especially given that this account is interacting with Devin Nunes, Scavino, Cash Patel, all the Trump insiders. <laughs> it's like, hmm, interesting. And by the way, uh, let's see, this was a couple of weeks ago, there was a zero Delta with Q and President Trump. Uh, Q had not posted that day at all, and President Trump had not posted that day at all. And then about 8.30 in the evening, they both posted at exactly the same time. And the odds of that happening are uh, pretty slim, that two people who haven't posted at all that day would simultaneously post at exactly the same time. There was a 23 second delta, Uh, Q posted first, and then President Trump posted 23 seconds later. Is it proof that Q and Trump are, uh, coordinating their posts? No, but th- it is evidence that there may be some coordination and I'm, I'm kind of just watching and observing and seeing if they continue to post, you know, simultaneously. And there's, there's other things that president Trump is doing. Uh, like for example, uh, the other day, president Trump reposted 26 people uh, hadn't posted for a while. <laughs> it was kind of, kind of went quiet and then suddenly re 26 people. Uh, what a lot of Anons have noticed is that when Trump, uh, reposts like the other, uh, about a week before that, he reposted 17, actually 18 people. And then he deleted one retruth. So some of the Anons have been looking at this going, okay, well, 18 minus one is 17. It's letter of the truth to people 20 times. If you go to post number 26 on the board, it's a post about the deployment of the National Guard. And this happened right before there was this chat about the National Guard being deployed to do uh, unrest in, in relation to Roe v. Wade. So it's, it's curious that we're watching President Trump. I'm watching this Q account. What are the operational objectives? What's the game plan? Uh, I suspect that uh, this this Q account is going to be used again to give us information that feed part, part of, of his orbit. If his people are having input into this account, I think that account is going to be used to encourage us to give us information that we need to have that's critical. Uh, focus us on certain things like Derm's Investigate who's going to be indicted next, uh, what, what things to look at. Uh, that would be my guess. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, uh, I, I'm just going to continue observing this account and see uh, see where it goes.
0: Very interesting, to say the least. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk to you about your Telegram channel because I've been following you, and if there's a lot of healing Testimonies being shared on there, and I want to pick your brain about that as soon as we get back. talking to a praying medic, Dave Hayes, not just a political commentary guy, also an author on Christian books. And so tell me, Dave, about the purpose, the the, the objectives of your Telegram and social media channels, because I'm seeing a lot more than just politics on that.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, the objective of my Telegram channel and social media was for the last probably six years, putting out uh, political news and commentary Uh, and then in November, uh, things sort of changed. Um, the Lord asked me to go back to teaching about healing and miracles. And and I was kind of surprised because I thought that my current assignment was just report on news, report on current events, you know, keep people informed of what's going on politically. And, uh, God was like, yeah, well, you can keep reporting on that if you want to, but I have a specific assignment (laughs) and some objectives and here's what I want you to do. I want you to go back to your podcast from 2014 and 2015, review the things that you were teaching back then and kind of pick up there where where we left off and start teaching people about miracles. So November, December of last year, I switched gears. Uh, I I cut back a lot on my uh, political posts and commentary and news started teaching people the fundamentals of how to release power for healing how to work miracles. Um, A lot of that involves uh, emotional healing. So people have been getting kind of a crash course on physical healing, emotional healing miracles. Uh, Lately, we've turned in the direction of uh, food multiplication, and gas tank miracles and and, and other supernatural phenomenon. Uh, Because um, it, it became apparent to me, uh, eventually, that uh, the Biden administration um, plans to destroy uh, the supply chain of things even more so than they have already. You know, the, the gas prices are just going to keep going up. Uh, had several dreams in the last month um, pointing me in, in the direction of, of higher, much higher gas prices and gas shortages, I think we're going to get to a point where gas is going to be so expensive, some people won't be able to buy it. And we're probably going to get to a point where there won't be any gas for in some places. Um, I think food prices are going to continue to get uh, higher. I think I think Biden is is bent on destroying the economy. And, and he can, he went on national television and told us food shortages are coming, might as well prepare for them. So when they tell you what they're going to do, you know, take them seriously. So um, there's there's different ways that you can prepare for shortages. You can you know store up food. You can store up you know supplies of fuel. You can store up supplies of water, and all those things are good. But you can also learn how to cooperate with God, and uh, by faith uh, release miracles healing miracles, and also food multiplication. I know a lot of people who have had their food stretch uh, much much longer than they thought it would. Um, same thing with gas. We got a testimony from a woman the other day who drove her car for a month on a tank of gas. <laughs> she drives every day, driving her kids around all over the place. And she said that normally a tank of gas would last me about a week, but it lasted me a month. Um, we were getting a lot of testimonies from people who are seeing their resources stretch uh, and multiply in amazing ways. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that in the future. I think that as, um, as the Biden administration you know, ratchets down uh, control, and, and I think their long-term goal is to destroy the economy so they can bring us under the control of a central bank uh, digital currency and then implement something like the China's uh, social credit score where they can really control us. I think that's their plan. I don't think it's going to work, um, but th- that's their goal. And I think God has a different goal. And I think God is going to do some amazing things in the next year that are going to shock people. Uh, I, I, God has a plan. He has a counter plan to everything that the deep state is doing. So yeah, I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, my goal right now on, on Telegram is to teach people about the miraculous, to let them know that God will take care of you you know when uh, when things get bad
0: and and the the fuel and food multiplication is a recurring theme in the bible so this is very biblical stuff here it is uh, it just, is yeah
2: <laughs> so yeah, why I mean, should it
0: stop now when right?
2: when well the example of course is when you know multi- when they multiplied the the bread and fish to feed 5000 people um there's there's two different accounts of that uh yeah God is into meeting our needs and that was just you know one illustration of how you know there was a need it was the end of the day they people thousands of people had been following the disciples in Jesus as he was teaching end of the day nobody has any food the disciples start to panic because there's no food and Jesus says you give them something to eat <laughs> so right they they took the bread they took the fish handed it out and as they handed out the, the bread and fish it multiplied in their hands and they were able to feed everyone there and they had 12 baskets of fragments left over. That's the kind of thing that God is going to do in the next year. As, uh, as Biden and his handlers try to uh, put us into submission to their plan, God is going to teach us that He can provide for all of our needs.
0: That's beautiful to hear. And uh, I I believe and I have faith that that is true. There's a lot of revealing coming, not just political revelations, but some spiritual ones. Um, I want to hop back to to the topic of devolution uh, because this is Devolution Friday. And Patel Patriot recently had Greg Phillips on his podcast. And that really took me by surprise because here Patel Patriot had just done a, a deep dive on 2000 mules, how that could fit into the whole devolution puzzle. Uh, Greg Phillips is, uh, you know, he had already had a hundred interviews lined up, but for some reason he made room for this uh, this guy that's basically toxic to associate with. Um, how, how important do you think it was as an indicator that Greg chose to be on Patel Patriots platform at this moment in time? Is that an indicator for you? And uh, actually, let's play the clip first, and then I'll get your feedback on the clip.
3: A few issues coming up. That are more explosive than the mules, that are 10x no um, more likely to, to divide this country even further. Um, Catherine and I spend a lot of time every single day, really not just praying through it, but thinking through how do we actually do this? Because once mm-hmm. these come out, there's one in particular, it's a, it's a multinational deal, it involves billions of dollars, there's irre- irrefutable evidence. Um, We've been involved in a major counterintelligence operation that's very mature in this country involving federal agencies and us. Um, And there's been some betrayals along the way. There have been some issues along the way. Uh, But once we get to the point where this is ready to go, it's going to make everybody forget everything about the mules. And it's going to bring into question everything we think we know about these elections. Everything. Everything. I can say that that's with 100% certain.
0: To me, this is a huge revelation. And to, to drop it on Patel Patriot's podcast of all places with the, the base of knowledge and research that he's presented, it, to me, it's interesting. So I want to get your perspective.
2: Yeah, I, I watched it. Uh, I watched the live stream. <laughs> My mouth was hanging open. I was like, okay, what in the world does he, what information do they have? Uh, and he has, you know, gone on several other shows recently and is not going to divulge. And that's good because, uh, well, operational security, uh, necessitates that. So the, the funny thing was, um, like you said, Greg had a lot of interviews lined up and he chose to drop this information on Patel Patriots broadcast. And someone posted on true social, they posted the broadcast and they said, the fact that Greg Phillips decided to drop this information on Patel's show. Number one, that he even showed up on Patel Patriot's show and dropped that information on his broadcast is sort of a stamp of approval that Patel Patriot is over the target. And Greg Phillips re- replied back, fact. <laughs> so, so he confirmed on True Social that he came on Patel Patriot's show to let people know that he thinks Patel is over the target, he is on target and has the right message. And I don't know, you know what what Greg's history is, but he seems like a guy who's pretty intelligent. He's well connected. Um, he he's a smart guy. Um, I think he reads uh, intelligence pretty well. And I'm kind of t- took away from that that the idea that he thinks. Uh, Devolution is, is is a real thing.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't take a lot of opinion that you put it out there that he's already confirmed it publicly. So uh, very, very yeah. interesting. And I'm, I'm waiting for the next clue to drop. And we're gonna take a really quick break. When we get back, I wanna ask you about any other clues that you've noticed in today's events that Devolution could be in play as soon as we get back. Clark and I'm not an inventor and this
2: is Bob. My name is Bob Healy and I'm the inventor of the grill blazer grill gun.
0: Gentlemen, let me introduce you to oh. the grill gun. Whoa! I would have green that anyway. I need that. Yes. So,
2: so Bob, how does your equation work? Okay, now hang on. It's a fairly sophisticated equation. You have a grill gun it creates fire
1: fire plus grilling equals America
0: push it down and yeah
4: <laughs> it is a lot of fun check it out <laughs> fire plus grilling equals America
0: talking to Dave Hayes, Praying Medic, about devolution. Dave, have you noticed any clues to devolution happening now, any events that might give us some insight? Or for you, is it purely looking back at past events and trying to piece things together?
2: Yeah. Um, one of the interesting things, and uh, uh, Patel points this out pretty often, do an interview on the radio. If someone asks him, hey, President Trump, you know, this idea that you're going to come in and uh, you're going to be the Speaker of the House and then you're going to preside over the the, the trials, uh, uh, the impeachment trial of Biden uh, in the House. Uh, you know, just people are spitballing, you know, what, what are your plans? And he always says something to the effect of, yeah, well, that's interesting, but that's not the plan. Uh, something's going to happen. Uh, it's going to make everybody really happy. I'm not going to tell you what it is right now, but at some point, you know, people will know what we're going to (laughs) do and it's not, oh, well, here's the plan. We're just going to run again in 2024. In fact, the other day, uh, someone posted a a message. It was a meme saying, uh, you know, knock off the 2024 bullshit. We Trump won in 2020 and we have to fix that and president trump retruths that meme so president trump has been signaling a lot that 2024 simply running for real election is not the plan he is signaling very clearly that there is another plan in place that he plans to come back before 2024 if you if you read this if you look at his body language if you look at what he's saying uh, he he i think his evolution is is there Interesting interview with uh, Cash Patel and uh, Chris Miller the other day uh, for the first time <laughs> on Hannity, uh, unfortunately, uh, where Chris Miller basically came out and said that that he and Cash have deliberately separated themselves and have not done interviews together and have not uh, coordinated publicly to
0: avoid the appearance of collusion. I laughed out loud when I heard that. That made no sense to to people who are not familiar with devolution. Yeah. So what was your take on that? Yeah, I I laughed because uh, to to a a normie, to someone who had never heard of devolution, they would have no idea why former Trump officials shouldn't be getting together, be friends, be doing professional things together. Why not? Right. But if you're following devolution... Those are two of the main players. And for
2: them to come out and, and say we've not been deliberately avoiding any public contact together because we don't want to give the appearance of collusion, that's sort of like, oh, collusion in what? <laughs> oh, devolution? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I, I just think that if, you, if you're looking at those sort of things, um, the picture is coming together a bit more. As time goes on, uh, you know I, I know a lot of people are frustrated and they're angry and they see the country falling apart and they see everything going going to hell in a handbasket. But uh, two things are happening simultaneously: as the current corrupt system is being destroyed and exposed to the public, people are becoming aware. Right there's the awakening. At the same time, I, I firmly believe that patriots. Uh, in government outside government and uh, and in the military are moving forward their plan to make things right. Uh, those two things are happening simultaneously. It's not just one or the other uh, So you know that that's my perspective uh, and I think as we just watch the, the the main players we'll see we'll get more and more confirmation as time goes on.
0: Absolutely, and I wanted to get your insight on the players involved in the Trump team, uh, the, the public ones, the, the political influencers, the stars of the MAGA movement, if you will. Who do you think those most powerful or influential people are? And are there competing camps in your view or are, is MAGA completely unified?
2: Oh my gosh. Open a can of worms here, Sean. Uh, Yeah, MAGA is is pretty heavily splintered and polarized. Um, MAGA has been heavily infiltrated too, Uh, and I'm not going to name names, but the, the MAGA movement was infiltrated back in 2015 by a number of people who are very popular on social media, and they're not MAGA. They never have been. They have repeatedly exposed themselves. Uh, by attacking Trump at opportune times, and then having to recant and repent, and uh, you know try to get back in the good graces of MAGA, uh, so you have people who have infiltrated the movement who are just pretending to be on our side uh, to get clicks, to get be, uh, gain a following. Some of them, uh, I think, are CIA operatives who have been deliberately sent into the movement to create confusion and and to confuse people. Uh, and then you have well-intentioned people who, who are MAGA and they just have different perspectives. Um, I see quite a bit of that going on. Uh, good people, patriotic people who don't agree on certain issues like devolution. There's a lot of good people, uh, who are Trump supporters, who are MAGA, love the country, who don't believe devolution is a thing and that's fine. I'm not going to say that those people are traitors, that they're not They're not MAGA just because they don't believe in devolution. It's the same thing with Q. Uh, there's a lot of good patriotic people who think Q is a PSYOP, is a LARP. That's fine. You, you know Whether or not you believe in devolution or Q doesn't make you a bad person. Uh, and those kind of divisions, I, I don't worry too much about. I try to minimize that. I don't attack people. Who are you know skeptical toward devolution, skeptical toward Q? Uh, I, I really don't. It's not it's not my, um, my my way of operating to be on social media arguing with people who disagree with me. Uh, I put out information uh, and I try to inform people to the best of my ability. I do not argue with people who disagree with me. Uh, I've seen in the last couple of weeks, a couple of very loud voices coming out and trying to cause division. I don't know what their agenda is, but I'm not playing into it. Uh, I'm just going to keep putting out my information. I, 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 I respect Patel Patriot and he goes on, uh, social media and defends his views and engages these people in long conversations and has a lot of threads with them, uh, trying to get them to see things more clearly, but, uh. That's not the way I operate. I used to operate that way. I, what I realized a lot of these people is they they're not open minded. They're not open to the truth. They don't want to really consider your perspective. They just want attention. They want to argue. They want to create uh, uh, discussions so they can be the center of attention. And I'm not. I don't engage those people. Um, I. I have better things to do with my time. I'm, I'm trying to prepare for a zombie apocalypse right now. And, and dealing with <laughs> internet trolls, yeah,
0: dealing with internet trolls is, is uh, I don't have time for that. <laughs> I can I can understand that. It's like uh, pearls before swine. Uh, but I wanted yeah. to get your perspective. If you don't want to name uh, name any bad guys or infiltrators, I totally get that. But what about the the positive leaders, people who have a lot of political capital, and rightfully so, because they're fighting the good fight, Anyone that you wanted to highlight? Yep.
2: I think Cash Patel is one of the key people that we should be following. Cash is putting out really good information um, because he was uh, Devin Nunes' right-hand man with the Russiagate investigation, because he worked at uh, in the ODNI, the Office of Director of National Intelligence, because he worked in the Pentagon under Chris Miller as his chief of staff, uh, Cash knows where the bodies are buried. He's, he's seen all the classified documents. He's helped declassify a lot of them. And I think Cash is one of the people that we need to be following and observing when he does a broadcast. Pay attention to what he's saying, because I think he is putting out some of the best information right now on Durham and on a lot of other things. Um, he probably has the best information on Durham's investigations right now. Uh, other than his prediction that Sussman would be uh, found guilty, he hasn't uh, had any bad calls yet. And I don't think anyone expected Sussman to be found not guilty. I mean, he was, you know, the evidence was overwhelming. It just you had a, a jury that decided they were not gonna convict this guy no matter what evidence that they provided. So I think Cash is, is a real good uh, person to follow. Devin Nunes, obviously, Keep your eyes on him, Dan Scavino. I think is putting out some really good secret, covert messages. If you know what to look for, people who have been following Scavino on social media for a long time, they'll they're able to pick out the the veiled messages that Scavino puts out. Not not every post by Scavino is a veiled message, but some of them are. Uh, Matt Whitaker is also another good follow. Uh, Matt. He has a good head. He's a good patriotic guy. I think uh, he's worth listening to from time to time when he's weighing in, especially on things like the Durham investigation, because he acted as attorney general for a while and knows the ins and outs of that uh, and had oversight over the Mueller investigation. So those are the people that I would uh, kind of pay attention to.
0: Thank you so much, Dave. And where can people find all of your social media? You have a website, prayingmedic.com. Is that correct? Uh, so I, my main website is PrayingMedic.com.
2: Articles, videos, podcasts are all there. Uh, links to my books. PrayingMedic.org is the uh, website for our ministry. Right, so we have a nonprofit uh, church ministry. PrayingMedic.org is a site for a lot of uh, videos. If you're interested in learning about healing, uh, or you know, any other supernatural, whether it's you know, hearing God's voice or learning to see in the spirit prayingmedic.org is where you can find that information, lots of free videos. And then telegram is where I'm really active right now, especially with the healing. Uh, My telegram channel is at praying underscore medic. And then true social. Uh, I'm, I'm at praying medic on true social. I haven't been terribly active on there lately. I've been trying to focus a lot of attention on telegram. I'm going to get more active on true social. Once they open it up to people outside the U.S., I think uh, I'll try to transition. That I have a massive following on Telegram, and there's a lot of people who really want me to stay there and keep teaching on healing and miracles. So I'm gonna, I'll, I'll be doing both.
0: Oh, keep doing what you're doing. We're loving everything you're putting out there. Really appreciate your insight today, Dave, and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me on the show. It's been great. You bet. Well, thank you for watching American Media, You can also reach us at ampnews.us. Make sure to follow me at Truth Social. It's at Sean Morgan Report and SeanMorganReport.com. God bless you, all you patriots, good night, and good luck.